With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of automobiles, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other things, you know, like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? At rockauto.com, you will save money. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Today on the Callahan Podcast, well, we'll do our Oscars recap after a year of making really dark, depressing movies. Hollywood put together a fitting, dark, depressing awards show. Uh, there were some upsets and some bizarro moments, including the best actress howling like a wolf and some no-name director ripping cops in America. Big surprise there. We'll get in all that, and we got an excuse. We're gonna we're gonna excuse LeBron James for the things he's done. He's just not that smart, LeBron James. We'll have Marcellus Wiley explain it to you. It's time to take the masks off, kids, particularly off kids who are running track and can't breathe as they cross the finish line. And Joe Biden, he might want to limit the number of hamburgers, cheeseburgers, steaks you eat a year. How's that gonna go? You on board with that? You? Uh, I think he's listening to Greta Thunberg. That's the problem. We're going to all that today on the Callahan Podcast, brought to you by DCU. Do you love your car, but hate your car payment? No problem. Refinance your car today with DCU, and they can help lower your monthly payment, lower your interest rate, or both. Applying is easy, and their loan experts will help you find the loan term, the payment that fits into your budget. Get out of that high-rate loan. Get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash refinance, insured by NCUA, membership required. All right, Colin, let's do this. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. There I was, uh, Sunday night, flipping around, you know, just trying to get caught up, and uh, I stumble across on ABC, I stumble across the... 97th Oscars or something like that. The 97 Oscars and and it's a big deal. You know the Oscars are always a big deal. It used to be a huge TV event with huge, not Super Bowl numbers, but AFC Championship, NFC Championship numbers. I gave it about 30 seconds. I got to be honest, I couldn't handle it anymore. It wasn't that they uh, the speeches were bad or the movies were bad. They weren't wearing masks. I mean, how much more can we take? We have to look at these people up there uh, super at, at the super spreader event, putting everybody's life in danger. I almost felt like I was being, getting exposed to the virus with all these phonies up there, maskless. Uh, but I have to. Yeah, they had their uh, Regina King, didn't she describe? Yeah, I got the video right here. She described her reason for maskless. Yes, they. 
it is also nominated in three categories. So, I am very proud and excited to be here. And yes, we are doing it maskless, yes. <laughs> you are probably asking, how are they able to do that? Well, think of this as a movie set. An Oscars movie with a cast of over 200 nominees. People have been vaxxed, tested, retested, socially distanced, and we are following all of the rigorous protocols that got us back to work safely. So, just like on a movie set, when we're rolling, masks off. And when we're not rolling, masks on. All right? That's how we do it. Oh, yeah, so, uh, they, they get to take their masks off when they're rolling. And we yeah. start uh, all night. There were people going up there getting their awards and making their little speeches. I wonder how that would play if you were, I don't know, you had a two-year-old on an airplane and you said to the uh, stewardess, the flight attendant, oh, when we're rolling, we're going to go masks off. Okay, I mean, that's how we do it. It is incredible. If you saw any of this, my man Bill Maher called it, uh, and we'll get to Bill Maher from over the weekend because the highlight of my uh, Saturday mornings now is uh, watching Bill Maher on YouTube do his uh, – whatever rant. He had another good one this week, but a few weeks ago, he talked about how depressing the movies were, and they just uh, affirmed everything he said last night, at least the part I was watching. It was, you know, there's obviously they can't have a uh, a host, you know, you can't have someone like Ricky Gervais or, or Chris Rock up there, because they might be funny and offend somebody. Instead, it's, it's, uh, it's dour and dark and the social distancing whatever the, the limited crowd uh limited the buzz of the energy it was just awful but it fit right in with the with the movies that were getting honored because as bill mark pointed out all they do now in 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 hollywood is make these depressing movies and you won't see many movies more depressing than nomadland which if you're just tuning in won the Oscar for Best Picture. It won the, uh, Frances McDormand won the Oscar for Best Actress and then went up and howled like a wolf. And uh, I'll, I'll get to that. But it, it just felt like when they show the highlights or anything, when they show the, the brief speeches, everything was just so depressing. I mean, there's some movie or a documentary about a guy making friends with an octopus, <laughs> literally going in the water and making friends with it. That won an award for Best I don't know what document best documentary short. I don't think in my life I've ever watched something and said, that's a good short. No. Except for the three stooges. Those were shorts and those were good, but I don't even know what a short is, but the whole thing was so depressing and they should have played. <laughs> that Bill that was awful by the way. Like why, why didn't they like jazz up the place a little bit? Like you couldn't do it in a real, I don't know, in a nice theater or something. I like, what's the difference? Why can't you have a, a host who's funny? I mean, Ricky Gervais, I don't even know what uh, his uh, his speech from last year was played was on Twitter. Everyone was tweeting it out because it was so good. It was so funny, just mocking these people, and uh, it 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 ends at least the clip the clip that was uh, gone viral last night where he says, you know, something about Jeffrey Epstein. He says, "Oh, don't say you are, you're all friends of his." And there's a little there's a little um, gasp in the theater when he did it and he actually he tweeted his own speech out and said i wasn't invited i wonder why or something yeah, yeah. but what is wrong with that so you offend one or two actresses you know maybe you offend i don't know glenn close or something so what you entertain 50 million people i don't know why 
the people who do this wouldn't want a good, funny, acerbic uh, host up there to get some laughs. And, and by the way, nobody saw these. Nobody saw these movies this year. Oh, so it's, it's, it's literally like it's one thing if you saw a movie you liked it and you want to watch the awards to see if it won an award. Nobody saw it, so the only thing, only option you have is to be entertained watching this event, which is why they should have gone with somebody like him. It's it's true that nobody watched most of them. Uh, it's it's always true, but never more so than this year. It was yeah. striking how many uh, movies you looked at and said, what? Or, or whatever, or shorts or documentaries or foreign, whatever. It was almost like, at least the parts I saw, a mocker. It was almost like a uh, satire or spoof on the Oscars. It was so bad. Literally, you know, let some guy come up and start thanking everyone in the world because, uh, and, and by the way, he never thanked the, the octopus. The star of the show never got uh, acknowledged uh for, for that movie or whatever it is that's short about making uh, friends with uh, with a, with an octopus but I'm looking at uh, as I said uh, um, no man land one which I was glad because I saw it and it sucked and I mean I can say that with authority most of the movies like you said I, I can't um, uh, speak of I'm gonna find the list right here and um, but No Man Land, I saw it, and it, stunk, it stinks, and it's boring, and it's dour, and it's dark, and I know that's supposed to be a little bit uh, dark, but it's it's pointless too. There's no there's no real plot. It's just McDormand, whatever it is, Francis McDormand running around in a van and taking a dump in a box, and just you know, uh, cleaning toilets at the at the. Uh, uh, whatever the rest stop she works at, it, it's terrible. And it and you know, the whole thing, you're going, okay, can we get to the to the good part? The you know, the, the can we get to the plot? I don't even know what the plot was. Just this lady who lost her husband drives around in a van and then and, and and meets weird people. But it's not even they don't even really go into the people she meets in depth. Maybe one or two. But you want more. It seems like there should have been some kind of resolution with the, you know, it's a good idea to do a story about these weirdos who who travel around vans and campers and don't really have any, you know, attachments or commitments in life, but it doesn't work. I mean, all you do is you look at her face. She's 63 years old. She's an old lady. And they just put the camera on her face for like an hour and a half of the expressions. You're looking out at the sunset or something. It's just terrible, but it won best picture. And it's not nearly as bad as other movies that won best picture like moonlight like the shape of water. I saw these like spotlight that circle jerk from, you know, journalists who made it all about them. Uh, terrible movies. This falls right. I, again, it wasn't as bad as moonlight, but it was bad. I did see sound of metal, which I thought was excellent. And the uh, guy who played the, I don't know if you know the story sound of metals about a drummer who goes deaf. And again, another happy cheery, you know, uh, fun comedy it's just one depressing um movie after another but sound of metal was much better than no man land and the guy who played the drummer who loses his name is riz riz whatever he was excellent so i was rooting for him i didn't think he stood a chance because we know this is the woke uh oscars the most pc oscars and we knew there weren't going to be a lot of you know white guys winning oscars at least we thought there wouldn't be a lot of white guys winning oscars this was going to be, you know, as, as this is going to be diverse. This is going to be inclusive. And the woman who um, who directed No Man Land, all you hear about is first Asian woman who in director, first Asian woman to do this. I mean, it's all about first. It's all about identity politics. And uh, so 
I was expecting, so was everybody else, expecting uh, Chadwick Boseman to win posthumously for Best Actor. He was nominated, and from what I heard, you know, from the from the experts, it was a no-brainer. It was a sure thing. Lead pipe lock. Chadwick Boseman was going to win. So if he didn't, maybe they'd have to pick some other actor of color or some other, you know, uh, identity politics choice. So I'm thinking maybe Raz, whatever his name is, I'm going to get his name, Riz. Riz might win. He didn't win, and neither did Chadwick Boseman. I couldn't believe it, but the winner was um, Anthony Hopkins. And, and and I don't 80, know. 83 year old Anthony Hopkins. 83 year old. He didn't even show up to the event. He didn't even show up or do a speech, right? He didn't even do a speech. He's whiter than you or me. And he wins, didn't do a speech. It was just like the, the air went out of the balloon. They named him. It's like, oh, yeah. Whatever. And and I didn't see the movie. He's obviously, he was great when he won in for uh, Silence of the Lambs. Obviously, a great actor, but. Um, upset of the night. I think the upset of the night. I'm not really sure um, what uh, what the experts are saying this morning, but it was not just not Chadwick Boseman. Neither was it uh, Riz. I'm looking at the uh, the Yahoo guy has the biggest snubs of the night. So I'm going to guess he, he thought Chadwick Boseman was snubbed because everybody did. But whatever, I don't care. Uh, where, where did people see these movies, by the way? Like, where did where did well, you see? I mean, I guess on uh, Netflix. I mean, people were talking about Netflix sure. and, uh, uh, you know, whatever. Hey, Hulu, Amazon Prime, you, you name it. I and right. Not many were seen in the theaters. And that's what some of the speeches were about. We can't wait to get back to the theaters. Um, but it's a good question. Like some of them weren't available, at least that I, I mean, I, I guess you'll look for them now. That would have been probably a nice thing to do. Did they address that at all? Like to address the, the theater owners of the yes. world? They're like, we're going to help support you through this madness because I actually saw a tweet over the weekend. I didn't know if, it, um, I didn't know if I read one. I, I thought your theater was gone right there. Uh, Arclight, but it seems like yes. it might, they might come back from the dead. I think I saw a tweet over the weekend. So, Oh really? That'd yeah, be sure. I don't, I don't know if the Boston one is included, but Arclight as a whole is unsure if they're going to be able that, to, that would be awesome. It's a great theater with, uh, as I've said, and uh, I mean, it was only, Oh, it was barely open. It was over for a couple months and then boom, gone. Can you get the list of a friggin' uh, Oscar, uh, the, the nominees? Cause I'm struggling here to find my, here we are. Best Oscar. All we get is Oscar winners. I want the nominees for best picture and best actor because I'm on account. Should have done this uh, as the show was going on last night, but uh, I want to count how many I saw. I think it's two or three out of, out of whatever, 10, <sighs> but that's like everyone else. This is going to have the worst. Um, oh, here's best picture. What's Minari sound of metal mank. <laughs> Promising Young Woman, which I've heard is good, actually. Oh, Chicago 7 I saw, which is not best picture material. It's good. And uh, the the problem with uh, Chicago 7 is, uh, what's it, Sasha Barrett Cohen got nominated for, uh, you know, whatever, uh, a number of awards for uh, supporting actor, and he was terrible. He was like a 50-year-old guy playing, you know, Abby Hoffman at 25 and and he was distracting because it was it was Borat trying to play Abby Hoffman. He was terrible, but the movie was uh, pretty good. There were other good performances, but The Father with Anthony Hopkins uh, is the winner of Best Actor. Riz Ahmed should have won. I didn't see Chadwick Boseman, but I thought he would win posthumously because it seemed kind of uh, 
uh, appropriate. But, you know, these are the, uh, the Oscar voters. They are uh, virulent racists, obviously, don't, didn't want to give it to a black guy. So I'm glad I didn't spend a lot of time on it this year. It, is, it, is, it was easy to mock, though, I will say that. As I tuned in, I said, God, they're giving awards to octopuses. And they're not wearing their masks. And there were there was the usual they, they always every year they say this is gonna they're gonna limit the politics. It's not gonna be all about you know woke politics and and uh, you know the, the old actor they're not gonna get up there and talk about whatever climate change, but some clown did get up and start lying about the police. Who's the guy? Who is this guy and what did he this win? This is war this is a director, Tra- Trayvon Free. So here here what he is. What did he win? You know, I can look that up. But. Uh did he win best director? I don't think he was I don't no, think the, the woman who did Nomad Land won best could be oh, best right. director of a whatever. So it was early in the night, so it was some minor award. What's his name? Trayvon Free. Trayvon Free. I'll look it up, and uh, but well, listen. He went up there and lied about the police, and uh, they can't. They're not going to be able to figure out why they're going to have all-time low ratings. The ratings of this are going to be dreadful because it was a terrible show. Plus, people are tired of this crap, which we'll get to. We'll get to LeBron James and how sick of the of this uh, you know attack on police people are at this point. I'm. I, I have a feeling. This is going to blow up in this clown's face. Um, what did he direct? Did you find it? No, I was just pulling it up. I, I'm, I'll look while he's doing it. But he, right, let's uh, let's listen to what's it? Trayvon. Trayvon free. Uh, today, the police will kill three people, and tomorrow the police will kill three people, and the day after that the police will kill three people because, on average, the police in America every day kill three people, which amounts to about a thousand people a year. And those people happen to disproportionately be black people. And, you know, James Baldwin once said, the most despicable thing a person can be is indifferent to other people's pain. And so I just ask that you please not be indifferent. Please don't be indifferent to our pain. To our pain. Please kill a thousand. I mean, how many of the, the thousand, you dink? are shooting at them or are, are trying to kill them or coming at them with a knife or are going to kill another child as uh, we saw in Columbus, Ohio last week. How many would you put in that category uh, to just say the police kill a thousand people? God, that's despicable. I know they can't, you know, whatever, uh, edit it out or, or, or shut this clown up. They probably asked everyone to keep it, to a minimum, the politics, but that's just such crap. They kill a thousand people and his pain, what his, what kind of pain does he have? He's a friggin' director in Hollywood winning short golden statues. We didn't know because it was a short film, one of our uh, favorite categories, Two Distant Strangers on Netflix, a short film <laughs> is what he uh, won for. Uh, <laughs> and he's going to bring up killing uh, three, three police a day. Yeah, they're going to kill three, three, I mean, three criminals today as we know we've gone over the numbers many many times in 2019 unarmed black men there were 13 killed by police 2020 18 out of uh 50 million interactions with cops even those there's only a fraction of those i believe the 18 there was only like six or seven which were considered criminal and the cops are charged um but you bring it up on the heels of what uh, the hero cop in columbus nicholas reardon did is just despicable what's his name again trayvon 
What? Trayvon Free. Yep. Trayvon Free. And what's his, what's the short called? Because I'm going to make sure. Uh, two distant strangers. Yes. Oh, that just sounds that just sounds so great, doesn't it? Two distant strangers. I'm going to get the uh, policeman. I, we've done this before, I know, but cops killed uh, 2020. I'm sure this guy's very concerned. It was the deadliest year ever for police in uh, the United States on deadliest year on record. Policeman killed in the line of duty. Uh, 264. A number of those were uh, were of COVID, which they caught in the line of duty. But uh, I wonder if uh, Trayvon feels any pain for them. But whatever. We're not going to listen to that clown. I do want to play the weirdo, Frances McDormand, who I think she's a good actress. I think she put on a good performance, just a depressing story and a depressing movie. But she came out to give a speech and just started howling like a wolf, which was interesting. We give this one to our wolf. Watching of an individual, a lunatic, and I, you know she is apparently, but uh, the explanation was, and I had to go look it up. I'm sure, and a lot of people did, was that um, a edit film. I don't know what he was, an editor on the film. Uh, his name Wolf, and he killed himself during the you know before the movie came out. After the after they made the movie, this film editor guy. Uh, committed suicide and that was a shout out to him i believe it was michael wolf or something like that the editor but that was a shout out to him i'm not sure anybody could ever um know that that's what that was when she's up there howling but whatever she uh she was expected to win and she did win it congratulations and i look forward to getting the numbers any minute now we'll get the ratings and they will be awful they will be absolutely awful but uh that's what you expect well, I don't understand why they wouldn't, again, want Ricky Gervais. We'd be talking about today how entertaining it was. If you had Ricky, hell, you know what? They should have Bill Maher. They should have my man Bill Maher do the Oscars, especially after his rant a couple of weeks ago about how bad and depressing. And and uh, Bill said Bill said in the uh, rant that he was rooting for the, one of his favorite films was the Korean who took a dump in a coffee can. I don't know about you, but that was one of my favorite movies too. Bill, Bill uh, took these people to task, and they, you know, what they did last night? They kind of proved his point. It was just so. I would think depressing. that in, I would think that people in charge of you know our our entertainment in the world would understand how to put on an entertaining style show, uh, especially when they do it when there's no NFL football. By the way, it's like the one opportunity you have to actually get monster ratings because no football's around, and they don't they don't take advantage of it. No, no, no. And, uh, you know, people are uh, on our, our comment line on our, our YouTube comments are all saying that, uh, why, you know, why'd you watch? And I, you know, I'm curious. I like to hate watch certain things. Like I said, I used to, I hate watch Saturday Night Live. I hate watch. I used to hate watch Bill Maher. Now I love watch Bill Maher. Well, not always. He's, he's still a crazy liberal. He still hates Trump, but every, you know, once a week he'll do a rant or go off on a tangent that just will be, uh, just be gold and it'll get, get viral and I'll tweet it and I'll love it. And this was no exception. Let's get to Bill Maher on Friday night on his show, which I don't watch because I don't have HBO, but on Saturday, or probably late Friday, everything's available on YouTube. So, uh, and, and, and generally if he does a good 
monologue. It goes viral and you can see it everywhere. And this was a good one talking about millennials and just the idiots out there mocking, you know, the older folks, mocking the, you know, people like me mocking uh, for, for whatever, for being clueless, for being uh, unable to figure out technology. And he just points out how, how, uh, what fools the younger generation is. And he makes some, some great points, especially pointing out that you're going to mock an old guy or an old woman who can't figure out a cell phone. Uh, and then he shows a picture of a young person on a cell phone walking in the middle of traffic saying, who's the, who's, you know, who's the clueless one now, but listen to him. Let's, let's hear some from uh, my man, Bill Maher the other night. So when you say you're old, you don't get it. Get what? Abolish the police and the border patrol and capitalism and cancel Lincoln. No, I get it. Problem isn't that I don't get what you're saying or that I'm old. The problem is that your ideas are stupid. <laughs> if you say, let's eat in the bathroom and shit in the kitchen. Yeah, that's a new idea. <laughs> but I wouldn't call it interior design. You think someone 80 is hopeless because they can't use an iPhone? Maybe the one who's hopeless is the one who can't stop using it. Mm. You think I'm out of it because I'm not on Twitch? Well, maybe I get Twitch, but I just think people watching other people play video games is a waste of fucking time. Mm Twenty percent of Gen Z agree with the statement society would be better off if all property was owned by the public and managed by the government. And another twenty nine percent say they don't know if that's a good idea. Here's who does know. Anyone who wasn't born yesterday. He's so proud of himself lately. He, he knows he's on like a, a heater right. like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> you know what? It's easy for him is because he just, you know, obviously he's a uh, hardcore liberal and always has been. And, you know, that when he when Trump was in office, he just bashed Trump. And, you know, that was red meat to his audience of, of mostly morons. But think of how easy it is to do is to just take some take an unconventional look at whatever from a liberal's perspective nobody does it you don't see it on cnn or msnbc or abc i mean they all say the same thing about everything you know that's the problem and nobody dares uh participate in in, in wrong think in and taking on the mob and he basically gives the finger to the mob once a week and these people who love him many of them don't know what to do they're like wait a second he was he was one of ours and he does you know he'll 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 as pointing out mocking people who want to defund the police or or get rid of the border patrol these are this is this is the you know uh mainstream Democrats now, you see it every day, want to get rid of the border patrol, defund the police, reimagine the police, which is the line you hear from, uh, you know, people like Barack Obama or, or Joe Biden, who are afraid to come out flat out, say defund the police. So they say, let's reimagine the police. And Bill Maher mocks them as they should be. As you see crime spike, particularly violent crime spike around the country, you're going to have serious people say, you know, Let's let's not including my crazy congressperson, Ayanna Presley, talk about defunding the police and and they don't back down. They don't, you know, Rashida Tlaib said after the, the shooting in Columbus or after the you know the latest shooting in Minnesota, I believe, after the Deshaun uh, I mean the Dante Wright shooting, said time to get rid of 
cops and prisons. This is a sitting congressperson. So these lunatics are out there taking this this their party down this road to nowhere, down this just extreme uh, direction. And Bill Maher just points it out. All he does is point out how stupid that is. And, and he does it in his uh, funny, acerbic way. And next week, he'll do a thing that will drive me nuts that I will hate. He'll be, you know, whatever, uh, ripping on Trump again or ripping on whoever, on Josh Hawley or Ted Cruz. And I'll, I'll get frustrated again. But really, there aren't many people who hear Democrat Congress people say, defund the police, get rid of the Border Patrol, you know, let's stop whatever driving cars let's you know let's you know make everything electric and go into these extreme environmental positions no more ham- no more hamburgers no more hamburger yes which was which was a, a funny story over the weekend and i don't care if every fact checker out there says it's not true but if you missed it over the weekend the daily mail came out with a story basically saying that the, the biden administration was gonna has declared war on meat uh, I think the, uh, and, and it went kind of viral because, you know, it is kind of funny, but the headline is how Biden's climate plan could limit you to eat just one burger a month, cost three and a half, uh, 3,500 a year per person in taxes and force you to spend 55,000 on an electric car and crush American jobs. All that is true. I don't care what Snope says, but if you look at the green new deal, if you look at any, I mean, he said, we want to get to zero admissions and, you know, by 20. 30, no, 2050, which is absurd. It's ridiculous. But here's what you got to do every time you see something like this, hear something like this. You, you just have to look back. You can Google it and find the predictions of demise of disaster that you heard in the 80s and the 90s and the 2000, you know, 2000s. I mean, you heard Al Gore predict Manhattan would be underwater by 2000. This, you know, John Kerry has made a million predictions, all of them wrong, and yet somehow he still has a job and a and a government jet to go around the world talking about climate change. These are the biggest phonies. This, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not going to say climate change is one big scam, but these are con artists. John Kerry, Al Gore, all the you know, the people who are shouting from the new rooftops that the world is going to end. Hell, I include Greta Thunberg, who doesn't. Uh, talk about climate change. She doesn't warn about it. She scolds. She's the person Bill Maher's talking about, this dumb kid who didn't even go to school, sitting in, in, in Norway, lecturing the world on how the world's going to end. We're all going to die. There's, there's stories you'll see every now and then about kids these days and how they're scared of everything and anxious and they're you know being medicated and hospitalized. And you know why? Because the adults are telling the kids that we're all going to die in eight years or 10 years or 11 years. We're all going to die and it's going to be a horrible death. The world is going to burn. We're all going to burn to death in, in, in eight, 10 years. When you're, you know, when you're 23, you're going to die an awful death. Why, gee, why are these kids, why are the, these hospitals have kids out in the hallways in, in beds being treated for anxiety and depression and, and then suicidal thoughts can't quite figure it out. Uh, once we get through the virus and we're practically through it, we're going to get back to climate change. We're going to get back to how we're all going to die real soon. If we don't uh, do everything that uh, I don't even say Joe Biden, everything that the establishment, the system tells you, you must do including 
by the way, stop eating meat because cow farts are going to kill us all. And there is truth to this. I mean, it might not be. Would we, would we get calls on uh, if we were doing a radio show today? Would we get calls if, we, if our poll question today was, are you willing to give up cheeseburgers? Right. Uh, we get calls that's, on that? that's uh, well, let me guess 100 to zero. Cause yeah. I mean, I know these, that no one who follows me or no one I interact with would ever say, yes, I'll give up cheeseburgers. Cause Joe, but, but most kids are, you know, most young, uh, who, who aren't completely in this cult, don't even get it. In fact, I was talking about this with my son saying, saying you know, what, what, what does that do? You give up burgers. Well, that means we don't have to have as many cows. So what happens? So we eat the cows we have, and then we don't replace them. We don't breed them. We don't have any more cows. And that means that the, that the world, not the country, I'm sorry, that the world, including India and China, which don't give a damn about this kind of nonsense, that the world will be saved if you stop eating burgers or steaks. It's absurd. Even if it were true, I'm not sure people could do it. It's not true. And I mean, you could feel it. You could feel it. It's just another way for them uh, to control the, 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 the John Kerry's, these, these vile, these vile flimflam men uh, to control everything. The, 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 I mean, just look, if you don't like the hamburger steak thing, look at the goal of having every car electric or refitting buildings around the country and uh, you know, stopping uh, 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 natural gas, not just oil, natural gas, leaving all the fossil fuel in the ground. They're going to ban drilling, period, in California. Now, that will cripple the economy and put millions out of work. What will it do for the, the temperature of the planet nothing it's just absurd and it's and they're they're really kind of annoying because they were bought the other day in boston over the weekend beautiful day in boston uh, on saturday they were blocking traffic now you can protest all you want when you start blocking traffic and i in some of these uh, red states they're making laws to uh, <laughs> um i don't want to the to not allow drivers to run down rioters. That's what the, 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 the left is saying that they're, they're allowing drivers to kill protesters. They're not really, but they're saying if the driver's life is in danger because his car, car is surrounded or they're climbing on the car, the driver can uh, hit the gas and get out of there if his life is in danger. And it's the fault of the rioter, which is good. That's the way it should be. But blocking traffic, that should be the, the cops should be immediately called in and, be able to drag away every single person who blocks traffic and keeps people from getting to work or keeps people from getting to their appointments in Boston. Get you know, it's it was right downtown. Could have been people going to the hospital, going to get their chemo, going to do appointments, you know, taking their kids to the they couldn't get there because these idiots had a big banner across the road and a sailboat, a pink sailboat. And it said all it said on it was climate crisis. It's like who brainwashed these idiots? to take their beautiful Saturday and say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to block traffic today because, because what? Because people are, are driving SUVs or using plastic bags. And what do you think is going to happen if they stop that the world is going to get cooler or not going to heat up as fast? I mean, how do they get so brainwashed? It's amazing. Bill Maher is so right. And he should have focused on this because they defund the police and get rid of the border patrol, open borders. That's one thing, but just give up all the, the the amenities, all the 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 luxuries of modern life, because you want to cool the planet is just so ridiculous, and I can't believe 
so many people fall for it. So many people think Greta Thunberg is like a prophet. Oh, listen to her. She, does, she spoke to this climate summit thing. This 18-year-old dropout, they have her on a call from Norway to listen to, to, to lecture world leaders. How, like she has any clue what she's talking about in terms of the science of the it's just amazing the, the spell people have fallen under. And all I'm going to say is get ready because once we're done with uh, the virus, once we're done with the coronavirus, we are going to move on hardcore deep. We are. We are done with the coronavirus. 15,000 people were willing to die on Saturday night just to watch basically a guy break his leg. Right. Did you see that? <laughs> right. oh, I, God, I'm that not, was- I'm not a big guy. You, you have, I like, I like Dana White. I like the way these, this is, the one professional sport that told the Corona bros told the, all the, uh, you know, the mask fanatics to suck it right at the beginning. They were having events a year ago when, you know, every major league sports, hell, high school, college, were all hiding in, you know, the basement because of the scary virus. Dana White was trying to like find private islands. They could have events on. So he never cowered to the, coronavirus mob god bless them I, I'm, I'm happy for my root for them they banged the place out in jacksonville tom brady was there with all his bros including ag right next to him alex guerrero tim tebow was there and they all got to see a guy shatter his femur or snap his femur but uh the there were fifteen thousand people there which means dr fauci will be on cnn this morning saying in two weeks everyone in jacksonville is going to die and in two weeks no one in jacksonville is going to die and he'll on TV against making some other ridiculous claim. As I tweeted out this morning, uh, somebody, God bless him, uh, counted all of uh, Fauci's appearances in the last year since, you know, he became famous and since he became the, you know, the, the, the conscience of America. He's now over 300 appearances on TV. An 80-year-old doctor who's supposed to be working for the federal government. He's the highest paid federal employee in the United States, and he's been on TV 300 times. <laughs> what? What? I mean, is there anybody? I guess it would have to be Joe Biden. It should have been Donald Trump. Is there anybody who's going to say, hey, hey, Anthony, Anthony, how about you stay in the office today and do some work? I mean, how about you know, go to the green room or you know, go to the what a virtual studio and sit down and talk to you know Allison Camerata or uh, you know George Stephanopoulos. I mean, enough. He goes on and he says the same crap, and nobody's listening. I mean, I should say nobody. Very few people are listening to him anymore. It's like so tiresome and tedious. He admits and he's been wrong more than John Kerry, so people are just sick of it admits this weekend that masks are, are basically pointless, like steps all over himself. Right. Like again, masks outside are basically pointless. It's just, yeah, I, I actually think 300 is low. I feel like I turn them on and I see him 17, 17 times a day. I would That's think true. he does. Like, he does four or five Sunday shows every week and he is on seeing, I mean, I don't see the appearances because he doesn't do, do Fox except with his buddy, Chris Wallace, but he does go on CNN and all the networks, but you see him on Twitter and it's always uh retweeted and mocked and ridiculed, but it's amazing. They're asking the same question. They gave an award to him last night, by the way, <laughs> at the Oscars. There was like a, they called it, uh, I don't know what it was called, the, the healthcare, whatever award. And they gave him an award. I don't think he was there in uh, wherever the hell the Oscars in LA, but uh, that's why he does what he does. So he can get honored by the beautiful people. So he could be, uh, you know, in that circle. And he, dreads the day the virus is officially over that's the saddest day in his 
80 years, that day when we no longer need him, that day when Allison Camerata is no longer calling him and saying, you know, could you just give us a few minutes of your time and tell us to wash our hands and wear masks again? It's just so damn tedious. People are just sick of it. It is disappointing to me how many people where I live who are still wearing masks outside when we've seen one study after another, there's the latest one from MIT. I realize these people aren't, you know, as smart as Greta Thunberg or as smart as Joe Biden, but said, you know, the social distance doesn't matter. 60 feet is no different than six feet. And one after another, we're hearing experts kind of admit, including a story in the New York Times, which I couldn't believe, that masks outdoors are unnecessary, as we've been saying for a year. If you look and, you know, you read the right story, you look in the right places and listen to the right people, you knew, in fact, you knew it just on you know, human instinct. You knew wearing a mask by yourself, outside, going for a run, bike ride, walking the, is ridiculous. It's just a way to, to virtue signal and say, look at me. I'm, I'm, I'm submitting here. I'm, I'm obeying. And I think more and more people are finally figuring out that it was pointless and they're not wearing them in you know, Florida or Texas. They're still wearing them in New England, sad to say, but they'd do anything. I said this for months that if, our, if, if Charlie Baker told people to wear their underwear on the head tomorrow to stop the spread, 90% of people in New England would do it in, in, in Boston and Massachusetts. It's really disappointing to me how many people are just falling in line and they're still, you know, I'm still getting the dirty looks when I'm out there without a mask. And, and there's, a, but it is wild too, with there's no ramifications for it, right? Like everyone and their mother wants their kid to be, I mean, you would be like honored to your kid would be smart enough to go to MIT, but a study comes out that says that it doesn't make a difference between six or 60 feet. All these businesses in the world are closed. Kids are freaking going in literally insane because they aren't in school anymore. Right. You know what I mean? And there'll be no ramifications. No one's going to pay a price for basically all this flawed information being put out there. No. I mean, businesses how, out what of price does Fauci pay for being, I mean, Fauci a year ago, uh, last March, March 9th, told people do not hesitate to go on a cruise. Uh, last February said this virus is not a big deal. Last March said do not wear a mask. You don't need to wear masks. So this thing we're told that saves lives, this mask, we hear it from Joe Biden all the time. He holds it up and goes, wear a mask. It's patriotic. It saves lives. That is exact opposite of what Fauci said, which means Fauci a year ago cost lives. When he said, don't wear a mask, he cost lives. That guy is still being honored like he's friggin' Anthony Hopkins to this day. He's a little older probably than Anthony Hopkins, but to this day, it's like time, we're so done. And you'll hear studies, see studies like the, the one from MIT and saying, they're just throwing stuff against the wall. They don't know. Did you know that Shea Concrete is the largest manufacturer of recon rotating wall systems in North America? Well, you do now. In fact, in 2020, Shea set a new company record when they man manufactured 178,000 square feet of retaining wall. This is a testament to Shea's legendary teamwork from engineering to manufacturing to dispatch and delivery. As the guys at Shea like to say, teamwork makes the teamwork. They do. I've been around them when they say that. Shea Concrete's high-performing precast concrete retaining walls stand up to New England's active climate and come in a wide variety of shapes, designs, and textures to meet your retaining wall needs. So whether you need a residential, a commercial, or an industrial application, Shea has a dedicated team that will assist you with conceptual design, site walks, and installation. Let 
Shea, show you the way. Call Shea Concrete at 800-696-SHEA. That's 800-696-SHEA. Or just log on to SheaConcrete.com. What's better than courtside seats? Free sports on Pluto TV. Hey, sports fans, get all your sports free on Pluto TV. Pluto TV is your home for sports. Watch 24-7 channels of MLB, MLS, MMA, sports news and analysis, plus documentaries, TV shows, and movies, all for free. No signups, no fees, no contracts, ever. Download the free Pluto TV app on any device. Let's do the uh, the runner in Oregon first, because this we've we've covered this ground. We've we've talked to our guy, Coach uh, Keys, up in uh, uh, New Hampshire, who got fired because he would not force all his track athletes to wear masks. His runners, I mean, there were rules up in New Hampshire where you didn't have to wear it when you're doing the hurdles or the discus or the shot put but you did have to wear it when you're running sprints or running a mile. And he didn't make any of his guys, girls, guys wear, um, wear masks and he got fired for it. He became kind of a, um, a hero out there. He became kind of a voice of the resistance. Well, the other day in Oregon and Oregon has the strictest mask mandate cause Oregon's, you know, moon bat central. That's where they allow Antifa to burn buildings on a nightly basis. Um, that's where they've toned down every statue of everybody, Lincoln, you know, every, all the racists like, like Abe Lincoln, they tore down the statues in, in Oregon. It's ground central for this lunatic fringe, but they have a very strict mask mandate. High school kids have to wear masks while running track and a kid ran running the 800 meters passed out at the finish line, 800 meters. That's a bitch. You know, that's, you know, like two laps sprinting your ass off around the track with a mask, you know, choking on your own fumes. There's a uh, picture right there on the screen of the kid passing out at the finish line because he can't breathe. The coach came out afterwards and said, this is crazy, but you know what? It's Oregon. Nothing will change. It's not going to matter. They, they want, it's, it's a competition who can virtue signal more, who can show the world that they're the most uh, committed you know, to stopping the virus as if this has anything to do with it. But uh, can we hear from the coach um, of this kid of whatever high school in Oregon after his kid passed out at the finish line? Well, it doesn't sit well with me because of the nature of track and field and cross country, right? We all understand why we train. We're trying to uh, develop systems that deal better with oxygen delivery systems, right? And um, all of a sudden, we're limiting our oxygen delivery system, and we need that uh, in our blood flow, right? our brain, our lungs, everything that we do. Um, VO2 max is all part of everything we do, and it's all dependent on oxygen. And if you cut down the amount of oxygen that we're able to get, you're going to cut down on the performance, or you're going to hurt somebody. And so, you know, a while back when, when we were talking about having a state championship, a few of us coaches were like, that's a horrible idea, because if we're in mass, you're going to have kids going at max velocity, trying to hit times they've never hit before. And they're going to go beyond their, what we call the pain cave. And now they're going to hit this level and they're not going to have the oxygen to support what they're going to do. And I said, somebody's going to crash and get hurt. And we're very fortunate that Maggie didn't get hurt. And um, if there's not a, a, some type of adjustment to the policy, um, I'm not sure I'm going to let her run the eight again with a mask. So, the, so they got like this is exactly what Brad Keys was talking about, right? Like they got right. they got lucky. This guy doesn't have the balls initially. Yeah, he says don't have a championship, but he absolutely should have the balls that Brad Keys had because he seemed pretty friggin' ex- uh, educated on the yeah. matter. 
Is that kid, uh, Maggie, who's the one that passed out at the finish line, is she going to wear a mask in the next race? No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if what do parents have to say? I realize they might be crazy Oregon liberals, but at some point you have to say, this is hurting our children. This is crazy to make kids. And, it, and everyone knows it has nothing to do with controlling the virus. You see that Little League Baseball will not allow 12-year-olds to participate in the tournament if they're not vaccinated. 12-year-olds who, again, are in no danger of getting the virus. Which, by the way, they're not even, like, they're not even in the timeline to get it right like at all. But you want, you want 12-year-olds to have a vaccine that they don't yeah. need just to make you feel better. This has gotten out of control, and it's good to hear some people speaking out against this guy seems reasonable talking about the what does he call it the death oh, cave no, he's, a he's an idiot he's a sissy brad keys is a, is a guy who gets it like this guy's a loser i'm not gonna give guys credit just because he he knew the ramifications right. then it happened she could have got significantly hurt and luckily she did not this girl but, but what's gonna change I mean, we'll we'll follow it but what's gonna change nothing it's oregon i mean at some point uh, people just have to rise up and throw these you know to say and no more masks on children no more masks outside no more masks while i'm and i'm running biking exercising outdoors in the sun in the wind you're an idiot if you're if you're wearing a mask alone outdoors you're just a, a sheep i mean it's i don't know how to put it any plainer than i mean you're just a lemming if you think that you know in your heart you know that's not stopping anything the virus of any and, and you know it doesn't matter you know it's just a way it's like putting them one of the, you know, purple pink ribbon, you know, when there's some cause and said, you know, need and putting a big ribbon on there and say, look at me, I care more than you. I'm this stuff really matters to me. It's putting a resist bumper sticker on your, on your, on your Subaru. That's what it is. It's look at me. I care more than you do. Well, you really don't. If you want kids like poor Maggie to come crashing down at the finish line, cause she's sucking in her own fumes can't get a, a can't catch her breath because she's wearing a friggin' face diaper. You don't care. You don't care about kids. But uh, it is getting to the point where people are going to stand up and say enough, 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 enough. I, hopefully they'll do it even in New England or even in Oregon. I know they're already doing it in Florida and Texas and free America. But that uh, you know that's opened some eyes. Seeing a kid, a, a high school kid crashing at the finish line because she can't breathe how is that in the name of public health in the name of public health we're going to suffocate young young track athletes and uh like the coach said fortunately she didn't get hurt but what if she did i i was just reading the story she gets pretty scraped up yep she, she uh you know obviously. i mean it was it was blurry but if you look at her on the image i mean she's legit like she just she could have hit her head and even like from a concussion state, whatever, like it could have been, there's, there's some real ramifications here. That's why I she, say this guy's a she, she's uh, Maggie suffered a burn to her face along with scraped elbows and knees. I was pushing so hard and everything went blurry and I just fell says Maggie Williams. I thought, pe I thought people only push really hard in championship uh, races or whatever the hell they call them in track and field. According she, to the coach, she like, slid across the finish line. With a time of 208.45, a school record. So she set a school record with something blocking her nose and mouth. This kid is a badass track star. She set a school record even though she couldn't breathe and barely made it to the finish line. It's outrageous. I mean, it's insane. I don't wear her parents. Hopefully, they're insisting she next time she runs, she can do it uh, without something blocking her air canals and 
and preventing her from breathing. That's just madness. But uh, I don't know if we have time to get to the to the Georgia mother who was spectacular. Every month I come here and I hear the same thing. Social emotional health. If you truly mean that, you would end the mask requirement tonight. And that went viral and she became kind of uh, the new voice of the resistance because we got to get to we got to get to LeBron. I enjoyed watching LeBron uh getting slapped around all weekend there's really no defense even the biggest lebron suck up and god knows there are a lot of them out there uh cannot defend what he did when he doxed the heroic police officer in columbus ohio who saved the girl in pink who shot micaiah bryant the girl wielding the knife everybody's seen the video everybody's seen all the angles and the photos there's really no disputing it. There's not going to be any trials. There's not going to be any disciplinary action or any of that because it was clear-cut, spectacular police work by 23-year-old Nicholas Reardon. 23. He's been on the police force for a year and a half. He's received no compl- uh, no commendations and no complaints. Just kind of a uh, under the radar career so far. I, I, I've you know obviously seen it dozens of times, and I'm still amazed that he uh, reacted so quickly, just incredible reflexes, incredible instincts, saved the girl in pink. Have not heard with the girl in pink from the girl in pink yet, which I think is probably a good sign because you know, you know, Benjamin Crump and, and, and Al Sharpton and the rest of the charlatans are working her to get her to turn on the cop who saved her life, which is bizarre, but I have no doubt that they've tried to get her to say, you know, Somehow the cop overreacted because you're still hearing it from Elon Omar was on TV this morning talking about how the cop did the wrong thing. Truly absurd. Uh, but I don't think you're going to find a more outrageous act from a superstar, from a world famous you know, athlete like LeBron than what he did when he docks the cop. No one had even seen the cop's picture to that point and said, you're next accountability. Like you're com- we're coming for you. If someone, somebody, you know, whatever, took a shot or took a swing or threw a soup can at this cop after uh, LeBron did that, no one would be surprised. I mean, that's the kind of uh, power. I mean, LeBron has 50 million followers. You think someone would say that son of a bitch cop, he's the one that shot the girl and, and they don't really, you know, want to bother with the, with the proof, the evidence, the video. They just want to go get him. And that would be on LeBron. The blood would be on LeBron's hands. No question. He backed down. He didn't apologize or uh, he deleted it and just, you know, said he wanted to whatever. He didn't want to create more hate. I know he didn't know what he was doing. He's not a smart man, even though he's read like, I think three pages of Malcolm X autobiography. We should play his review of that, that book. He carries around a book to show everyone, you know, how, how, uh, learned he is uh taylor you want to follow up yeah um so you're holding the autobiography of malcolm x along with alex haley i don't know how far you are into the book but what's your biggest takeaway so far um i kind of just started a couple days ago um but um i've read and a lot of a lot of notes over the years Um, it's my first time actually reading this from start to finish um but just a very um very smart man very 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 smart man and basically, um, his words in the in the sixties and uh, and what was going on is actually what's going on today. Still, 
him understanding the um, how powerful um, the Negro can be. He used that word a lot. How powerful we are, um, but we have to unite and uh, we have to be together. We have to stand strong because there's always going to be obstacles. There's always going to be um, you know things that's going to be thrown at us where they try to weaken us. Um, they try to fill up, make us feel like we're not kings and queens. Here's the tip, LeBron. Next time, just say, I haven't read it. I'm going to read it, but I haven't read it. That's the classic example of the kid in high school trying to BS his way through an answer to the teacher after not doing the homework. I mean, he, but he brings it to the press conference, has it in his hand, is flipping through it. If that's not, you know, virtue signaling, I don't know what is. Let's be honest. He's full of it. You know, he's, he's, he wants everyone to think he's brilliant. He's not. No one who does that. To, does to the cop Nicholas Reardon what he did can be that smart because I mean if he were not you know the right political side he'd be he'd be uh, banned I mean if someone on the other side of the aisle did that uh, was trying to come up with an athlete Kurt Schilling did that or uh, you know Aubrey Huff did that or whatever some uh, uh, some boxer USC guy who you know had a Trump hat said what 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 LeBron did, they'd be banned probably for life, but LeBron, you know, he has that protection, the cone of protection around him. He's on the right side of, he's on the same side as big tech and Jack Dorsey and Nick and, and Zuckerberg and the rest of them. So he can do these things. But I was looking at somebody asked this question. It's a good one. What's worse, what LeBron did or what Myers Leonard did. We talked about Myers Leonard, you know, a few weeks ago, Myers Leonard is the, uh, former uh, Miami Heat player who was playing a video game. Obviously not a bright guy, speaking of dummies, not a bright guy, but no one ever probably said he was a bright guy. But he was playing a video game uh, on uh, er, er, in early March, and he just yelled out a anti-Semitic slur. He later said he didn't even know what it meant, but uh, he got in a lot of trouble. He was suspended indefinitely. And find $50,000. Then he was traded to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, and then the uh, Thunder said he would not be joining the team or participating in any activities. Was signed as a salary filler. And then he was released. He's out of the league, out of a job, out of 50 grand. Um, and the only thing uh, that uh, worked out for him is Julian Edelman sent uh, through him a lifeline and uh, said he would like to sit down and talk to him about anti-Semitism. <clears throat> when, when Myers Leonard said he didn't even know what the word meant, I believed him. He's a dummy. He's a young guy who was just, and if he, if he did know what it meant, he wouldn't have yelled it out on video. He's just a dummy who said a stupid word and paid a hefty price. And I believe is now uh, unemployed. Um, what's worse that which was stupid or LeBron's, tweet which was dangerous no price to pay for lebron no fine no suspension not even an admonishment from the commissioner the league no advertiser nike or anyone else has threatened to to pull out and and abandon him because of this dangerous doxing but isn't that like anything in the world like any any huge ceo whether it's a jack dorsey or like there's nobody in basketball who has more power than lebron james right you, well, you know what you're right, and I wasn't expecting a, fine, a suspension. Certainly, they would never do that because he, you know, he's the most powerful guy in the league. 
but you'd think the league would say, you know, we don't approve of that. You know, that, that, that was, you know, that's not you know, who we are or some other language that they use when someone like, you know, Myers Leonard steps in it, but obviously he's disposable. He's a nobody. LeBron is the most powerful guy in the league and the most prominent athlete in the, in the country. But it's amazing if someone had taken a shot or someone had, uh, you know, whatever, gone to gone to Nicholas Reardon's house, harassed his family. That's on LeBron. That is on LeBron. Still might happen. Still might happen. We don't have a a resolution. I assume they're gonna not just exonerate Nicholas Reardon, but they're gonna honor him. They should. He should be winning. He should be getting an SP. You know, getting an SP for heroism and courage and. And, and, and under pressure. And you know what made what Nicholas Reardon did even more amazing, even more commendable, is that somewhere inside him, he had to know that when you do this, there'll be people like LeBron and Elon Omar and Ayanna Presley and, uh, you know, you name it. Uh, Van Jones was uh, people on uh, CNN and uh, would be, would be uh, coming down on him even if he did the right, even if they saw the knife, even if they knew that the girl in pink was going to die, perhaps if he didn't take quick action, he knew on the, in the current climate, there are people who hate cops like that a-hole director. And there are people who make everything about race and he's white and they're black. So this guy knew, I mean, didn't have time to really give it a lot of thought, but he had to know in the back of his mind that if he does this, he can't win with some people. And those people include this dink. LeBron James, but, and I think, you know, I think anyone who's being honest, anyone who's not just totally race obsessed, you know, like the squad, like most people on CNN, anyone who's being honest has to say LeBron crossed the line. LeBron should apologize. And this cop should be not again, not just exonerated, but honored. But, uh, we, uh, late last, was it late last week? Marcellus Wiley, who's, yep. You know, we all, it was unlike LeBron, he's really smart, you know, really bright and occasionally takes a chance. Like when he challenged Black Lives Matter because family is very important to him and Black Lives Matter, they don't, you know, they took it off their website, but one of their, uh, uh, one of the planks of Black Lives Matter's mission is to disrupt the nuclear family and defund the police. And he wasn't on board with those things. So he didn't joined the mob and, and <clears throat> supporting Black Lives Matter, which was an issue for Marcellus Weiler a few weeks, a months ago, but we played it and it was great. And he did it again. He, he, he told the truth about LeBron James and, and too few people, particularly in the sports media, where there are a lot of LeBron worshipers. Not many people did this, but Marcellus Wiley was great on this the other day. The accountability that was deleted in that tweet is ironic like to put up hashtag accountability which is something that we all need right now in this moment accountability on all sides with all people whether you're talking about the police officers whether you're talking about the individuals in this situation or even the victim in this situation every situation with accountability not just rooting interests and that's what's interesting about this lebron james in terms of what he does for his day job being a basketball player second best at worst ever, maybe the GOAT. It's amazing there's one glaring critique on his resume that he defers in critical times. Damn, I wish that was true in this moment.
When it's a real issue, not just basketball wins and losses and points scored. When it's real life issues, where's the deferring? In that moment, LeBron, until all the facts come out, till you watch the video, till you come out and see what's right from wrong in this situation. He should have passed in this moment. Mm -hmm. In the misstep, I can't excuse that. I, in the misstep, like we harp on a play in a football game, and we're going to spend a whole show on that. Yeah. But then on this, because we like LeBron, and he's wrapped in so much love because we not only respect his game, but his commitment to his uh -huh. family, All to that. his community, blah, yep. blah, blah. But the irresponsibility that shows in the micro makes me say be responsible about the macro. Like, dog, 250 black people killed by police every year. That's 250 too many people. Mm -hmm. But in the macro sense, there's 7,500 homicides to black people every single year as well. I'm not saying, LeBron, you got to put the focus on that fully, but let's be responsible. We're going to just go in there and say, I want to save 250 people, which we all do. But there's 7,500 in totality that never gets the discussion because the people with the platform are not highlighting that. If that's on ESPN, and I know ESPN numbers are down, he's, I bet he's not on television this week if he's on ESPN. <clears throat> no question. I mean, they, they, they probably have no interest in him. They probably sit in meetings. Oh, no, we don't want Marcellus Wiley. He's, he's too smart. He thinks for himself. We want everybody to be like, you know, the panel on whatever, around the horn or PTI, we want everyone to agree that uh, LeBron is wonderful, Trump bad, LeBron great. We want everyone to be on board with this current you know, woke climate, and they are for the most part, but he makes a great point. 7,500 black victims of homicide, most killed by black people, and LeBron never says a word. Neither does, you know, Ayanna Presley or Elon Omar or any of the, the, the aforementioned uh, uh, people were outraged when this cop did the right thing and saved a black girl's life. Um, Jaslyn Adams, uh, I, LeBron won't know that name. Neither will any of the people on CNN, they, whatever, they won't care. She's the seven-year-old who was killed, shot dead in the uh, drive through window at McDonald's. They caught the guy the other day, by the way, uh, who did it. But LeBron James has never tweeted about the violence in Chicago He'll, he'll tweet about the 18 black unarmed black people shot by cops last year, but he won't tweet about the 18 people probably shot yesterday in Chicago, including, or at least a week ago, Jaslyn Adams, a seven-year-old. You think maybe some of these people, maybe you know Al Sharpton, Benjamin Crump would say, at least my condolences, this has to stop. The old line is, it just keeps happening. You know what Greg Popovich always says, it just keeps happening. Well, no, it doesn't. You know what does keep happening? Innocent children like, like Jaslyn Adams keep getting caught in the crossfire in Chicago and Baltimore and, and St. Louis and these places that people like LeBron just ignore. Don't say a word. Don't tweet a word about it. It's, it's just reprehensible and Again, no price to pay for LeBron. No, no, no warning. No scolding from, from his employer, from his advertisers, from his league. He's just, you know, the biggest fraud. But then uh, I think most it is people because it is wild uh, in that in that situation. Like the only rational, like if you're making an argument for the other side, right, is that somebody is more likely to survive a stabbing than they would be getting shot, right? Isn't that the only? like logical you, argument you can make on the other side, which is absurd in this situation. I'm just saying, but that's the, it's, only it, uh, this is, part. this is a situation where the usual suspects have nowhere to go. I mean, joy Reed and Juan Williams both said that I think it was joy Reed 
said that he should have shot the warning, shot a warning shot like into the sky. And that would have scared her and stopped her. She was in motion, ready to stab. And others say shoot her in the leg or tase her, which is absurd. And everyone knows that you don't have to be a cop to know that that if you shot her in the leg, uh, you're not going to stop the arm from going forward and stabbing the girl. Then you'd have, you know, a dead girl and the cop would be in real trouble. Why didn't you neutralize the threat? Why would you use your taser when you could have used your sidearm and saved that girl's life? It's, it's, it's sick that we can't just give this cop credit and say he did the right thing. He saved a life. And by the way, you really want to be nauseated. Her, the girl's birth mother, that Urkel-looking woman who was on TV like 10 minutes after her daughter was, was killed, shot dead, she's threatening to sue the city. She didn't even have custody of the child. She was in foster care. That's her mother. And I'm not saying Micaiah Bryant uh, didn't have a tough she had this repulsive person as her mother. Then she was put into foster care. And her father, you know who her father is? The guy kicking. The, the, the other kid, I believe a girl, while Officer Reardon, again, to his credit, in the middle of this chaos, the guy kicking the girl on the ground is Makai Bryant's father. And he's threatening to sue. And his mother's threatening to sue. These people who are just awful, awful parents to this poor girl are trying to blame the system, the city, hopefully it, they fail miserably. Hopefully they don't get a, you know, $27 million settlement. Like, you know, like George Floyd did because, uh, <laughs> their child was this close to killing another child. And thankfully, uh, Nicholas Reardon was there to, to, to save the girl in pink who we haven't heard from yet. But, uh, I think most people realize LeBron's full of it. I think most people realize that there is really no legitimate criticism of the cop in this case. And there's been some, there's been some pretty funny stuff done on this over the weekend. The cop, I'm not even sure where the cop is. Doesn't matter, but he did this video and he'll get in trouble. Oh, I can, I'm, I can see his badge. I think his name is Sylvester, but uh, Schuster or something, but um, he, uh, we'll get in trouble for this. Um, my prediction, he'll have to, whatever, delete it, apologize, told to not do this anymore. But let's hear from this officer who mocked LeBron brilliantly over the weekend. Dispatch, I've arrived at that disturbance. We have LeBron call my cell phone right away. Please, thank you. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me. No, can you put the knife down, please, sir? Sir, no, 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 sir, don't stab it. No, no, stop stabbing. Stop. Oh, hold on. Hold on. It's LeBron. LeBron. Hey, yeah, it's me again. Listen, I'm out here at this disturbance call, and there's a guy trying to stab another guy with a knife. What do you think I should do? Why does that matter? Okay, uh, well, they're both black. One guy's trying to stab another guy with a knife. Deadly force is completely justified. Uh-huh. I see. So you don't care if a black person kills another black person, but you do care if a white cop kills a black person, even if he's doing it to save the life of another black person? I mean, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but then again, you are really good at basketball, so I guess I'll take your word for it. All right. Yep. Okay. All right. Thanks, LeBron. Michael Jordan's the GOAT. What? Nothing. I got to go. Sorry, guys. You're on your own. Good luck. That was better than any performance in Nomadland, let me just say. That, that, I, think, uh, that was, I, think it's, I think it's up to like three three or four million views on TikTok. Oh, really? Good. Yeah. And you know yeah. what? He's going to get, someone's going to, you know, whatever, threaten to suspend him or fine him or fire him or something, but he'll survive because it's so well done and it's so accurate. Like, you know, we'll, you know two, two black people threaten, one's about to kill the other. I'll save 
save the life of the girl in pink and LeBron's going to dox me and say, let's you're next. You know what? In LeBron's defense, here's the only defense you can have for him. He's not that smart. He didn't understand the situation. He didn't read up. We know, you know, he didn't read up on Malcolm X. He didn't read up on Nicholas rear either. And he, and he reacted when he should have, uh, tried to learn a little bit about the situation. You know what he should have done after that? He should have said my bad, my hat's off to this guy. I'm going to send him a whatever pair of sneakers or something. I'll send him a signed ball because that cop saved the girl in Pink's life. How What's hard is the, that? Have you seen any reaction out of like L- in LA specifically post his tweets and stuff like that from the police community there? Because I just remember we were like when the Boston police stuff happened with like Tuka Rask and deleting the thing with Turtle Boy's blog when he found the deleted shirt. We were like the only ones talking about it. I know. You know what I mean? Like, and then, you know, you, obviously I don't think they've done like a police appreciation or a first responder appreciation night since. I have no idea. No, no. Being a cop in LA seeing that. The guy runs the city and then he does something like that. It's just they like, wouldn't do it. But I mean, I think there is a uh, real back. Well, not real backlash because he's kind of not resulted anything, but I think there was a real, this was a real glimpse at uh, the real LeBron James, that idiot. Uh, and I think a lot of people are, are sick of him. Just, you know, as a lot of people said, uh, Laura Ingram was right. You know, shut up and dribble. I've never been a shut up and dribble guy, but if he just shut up and, and didn't, you know, stick his nose into this, there wouldn't have been no bad. If he just read up and just watched the video and understood what happened, he wouldn't have done this. This was just a, a reaction. Oh, a cop killed a black person. Oh, you know, you're next, buddy. I'm like, really? Is that really what you want the world to think? You're that stupid. But uh, whatever. That cop, great job by the cop. By the way, there's another video over the weekend that, that didn't go viral, but it was out there of a punk harassing a cop saying, what are you going to shoot me? You're going to shoot me like Micaiah Bryant. And the cop says, are you going to stab someone? And the reaction was, uh, or the latest on this is the cop is under investigation. They might take disciplinary action because while he's being harassed and these punks are everywhere. Now they get in the cop's face and no, they can't cop can't do anything about it. You see it all the time when these Antifa guys start yelling at cops, he's, he's harassing the cop and the cop has a great response, a great retort says you're going to stab someone and they're investigating the cop. Now that is discouraging to say the least. If you can't stand behind the cops when they have a witty retort, I mean, you're certainly not going to be there when they're, when they're in real trouble, but uh, we'll see. We'll see as, um, as that idiot director of whatever it was said, uh, cops are out there killing three people. It's early. So they probably haven't killed their quota yet today, but we'll keep, uh, We'll keep an eye on that. But uh, anyway, that will do it for today. Oscars Monday. Thanks to uh, DCU and Allied Paving and Shake Concrete. Thanks, everybody, for listening and for watching on YouTube. Did you read all the react? All read all. I did. We got a lot of re- a lot of reaction, and uh, and it comes in through on the weekend, uh, over the weekend too, which I like. So subscribe on YouTube. Leave an Apple review. Uh, uh, review on Apple Podcasts. That'll be nice. We appreciate it. By the way, we might have to get sporty, by the way, because I think Jimmy Garoppolo talks are heating up. So Yes, I, I, do believe, uh, I do believe Jimmy Garoppolo will be available. Um, but, you know, wouldn't you look silly if you gave him up for a second-round pick, which was not enough, and you give up a lot more than that to get him back? Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, and uh, But they're going to take a QB of three. But it, do you think Kyle Shanton well, – we'll do it another day. But I, I'm, I'm going to guess – you don't want the number three pick in the draft to start necessarily day one. You might yeah. want to, 
you know, ease him into his NFL career. But that QB at three, it's probably going to be Mac Jones, has such an advantage over the QBs at one and two. I mean, think of Zach Wilson, the kid from BYU. If he just slipped one notch, he goes to San Francisco with Kyle Shanahan, doesn't go to the New York Jets. It makes all the difference in the world. He's going to make a lot of money. He's going to get, you know, he's going to get his chance in New York. But uh, the guy in San Francisco, whoever it is, is going into such a better situation. I'm going to guess Zach Wilson is jealous right now saying, damn, if I could just slip one spot, I wouldn't be stuck in New York with the crappy Jets where he is doomed to, I don't want to say fail, but it ain't going to be easy. It ain't going to be easy for Zach Wilson. We'll be watching him and uh, rooting for him. He's a fun guy to watch, but um, anyway, oh, we got Turtle Boy tweeting about them harassing the cops in Somerville, painting all cops or bastards ACAB across cruisers in Somerville. So th this is all LeBron's fault. I would love to see that. Everyone blame LeBron. If there's a backlash anti-police sentiment out there, it's all LeBron's fault. That's the way I look at it. But uh, we will leave it there. Thanks for listening and watching and rating and reviewing. We appreciate it. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast, and we will do it again tomorrow. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't. I, can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast. Seven years ago, college wrestler Damian Hurd disappeared from a party in Gunnison, Colorado. Everyone has been drinking or whatever the usual party scene. When, how, and why he left are questions I need your help to understand. Nobody's heard from him. No, it's just like he disappeared. From Cold Case Productions and Podcast One, Final Days on Earth, The Life and Death of Damian Hurd. I'm your host, Claire Sanimal. Join me April 20th for the season premiere. Look, staying healthy isn't easy. Watching your diet, hitting the gym, avoiding stress. But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed is the only bed that effortlessly adjusts and responds to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. During our lowest prices of the season, the new Queen Sleep Number 360 C2 Smart Bed is only $8.99. Only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. You promise your child they can chase their dreams and become who they want to be. But college is expensive. Our promise is to help you save for college today and every day, worry-free. YouPromise.com lets you save extra money for college by doing the everyday things you already do. Save when shopping online or even at the grocery store. Link any college savings plan with the free YouPromise account and watch your child's future take flight. Sign up today at YouPromise.com for a $30 welcome bonus. Start now at YouPromise.com.